Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Episode 4, Navigating and Learning to Conquer the Modern Dating World with love coach and author, Persia Lawson. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Episode four, navigating and learning how to conquer the modern dating world with love coach and author, Persia Lawson. Persia is co-author of The Inner Fix, speaker and one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Having once been a serial cheater and obsessive love addict, she's proud to now be in a healthy, committed relationship and is passionate about helping millennials attract and keep their own soulmate in the chaos of the modern dating world. Persia has supported thousands of women in radically transforming all aspects of their lives, especially when it comes to love. As one of our alternatively healthy resident experts, she coaches on the site as to how to attract, keep, and maintain a soulful relationship. Hi! <laughs> Welcome to the show. Cheers. Pleasure to have you here. Cheers. Pleasure to have Cheers. you here. Cheers. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. So, my lovely friend Persia has come to join the show today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Lovely to have you here. You've just got back from a, an amazing little trip, haven't I've you? I've just been travelling around the world for five months with my boyfriend. Amazing, and amazing. And back a few weeks ago, so I'm just kind of readjusting to a lot of life. <laughs> readjusting to that carnage. I'm yeah. just about ready to leave carnage after being here for, for yeah, a few months only. I know. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know Persia, she is a love coach, author, speaker, founder of... Founder of AddictedDaughter.com, yeah. which we've kind of taken a step back from. So that was a positive lifestyle brand. Me and my friend Joey started that in our mid twenties. Yeah. And really, we were, you know, we've been going through a quarter life crisis. So we started blogging about it. We got a lot of press. We got a book deal, which then became the Inner Fix. But then, funnily enough, when the Inner Fix came out, we kind of felt like it was time to do something new because we've been doing Addicted Daughter for four years, 
And that's when I just knew that I wanted to move on to focus specifically on love and relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So that's when you kind of got into it. So yeah. obviously for me, I was introduced to you as a love coach and everyone mm. kept talking about it. I can't remember who it was and they were like, you have to see her, obviously, through having a lot of relationship issues myself, which is why it's something I really want to bring to the Alternatively Healthy audience because I think there's a lot to be said about the relationships that we've had with other people in terms yeah. of the relationships we then have with ourselves. So I can't remember who it was, and they were like, you have to speak to her, you have to, it was Sarah. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was one of our friends, and she was literally like, you have to speak to Persia, she is going to help you on so many levels, I was going through such a bad stage with guys at that time, and then we ended up just meeting randomly in the gym. Yeah, because I was leading a meditation at One London, which is my friend's gym, which yeah, is where you were so, a Exactly. And just kind of the universe brought us together. Brought us together. And now you're writing for Alternatively Healthy, which is so amazing. I'm so excited for all the things that we've got coming together. I guess love coaching is, there's not really many of you in the industry. No, it's brilliant. Yes. It's so great because life coaching, which is what I trained in and which is what I did initially, okay. everyone's now bloody becoming a life coach. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can just call yourself a life coach these days. I know, you can. But I do think what you've got, I mean, tell us about your story, how you actually got into love coaching. And what is love coaching? Like, what does it mean? Well, it's pretty much what it says in the tin. It's helping people heal from their issues around relationships. Yeah. So my work, it's quite therapeutic based. So we really, really go back to your childhood and we look at all the stuff that kind of has affected and influenced your decisions in your romantic life. Because that's the thing that I never realised. I had something, this is why I became a love coach. I was crazy yeah. in relationships. And I share in the effects how my parents were both drug addicts until I was about 16. So... That obviously had a very big impact yeah. to the kind of relationships that I was attracted to. And I became kind of addicted to boys from a very young age as kind of distraction from stuff going on at home. But yeah. what was interesting was it was actually when my parents got sober when I was 16. And I remember when I was in sick form, I had this dream family life that I'd always wanted. And you'd think that that would be happy ever after. And I just, you know, be, you know, I was a straight A student. So on the outside, things looked good. I was popular. I had friends. I had boyfriends. But underneath it, I was so used to drama and chaos. And then suddenly you I didn't have it. that. Yeah, I missed it. So because I was used to, I was an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. I obviously didn't know that. So when my parents got sober is when I started going crazy. Like, particularly when I hit university. I mean, I had boyfriends on every continent. I was cheating. I mean, I got the clap. And the way <laughs> I found out I got the clap was... Well, actually, after uni, I went to drama school. Yeah. Of course, I became an actress. Yeah. Of course, I did. And I got a Russian... Performing arts. I know. Arts yeah. Exactly. And I fell in love with a Russian actor when I was overacting in Russia. And I obviously came home, and he thought we were in a relationship. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then... I was seeing all and sundry, and then I found out that I'd given him the clap because he sent me some really threatening, quite frankly, death threats. Oh. His father was a KGB general. Oh, God. Which is like, if you're going to screw someone over, just check that their father is not a KGB general. So this was what my life was like. It was just drama, drama, drama. And, of course, it really escalated. It got worse and worse to the point where, after I gained my master's in drama school, a few months later, I found myself working in a strip club. Uh, not as a stripper. At uni? No, this is after drama school, oh, so I must have been yeah. like 23, maybe. I literally just got my master's in like European classical acting. Then there I am, working in a strip club as a oh, hostess. Yeah, I know a lot of people that did that. Yeah. They make good money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was the thing. Yeah. I was like, you know, you get paid to drink champagne. I kind of go out anyway and get bought yeah, drinks yeah. by guys. So what difference is it? And it turns out, well, there is quite a, a few difference. differences. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, one night I had a really bizarre incident happen and I was sexually assaulted. 
And you'd think that that would stop me. Interesting. But no, that's when I went even crazier. And I was in an acting job in Shanghai a month or so later, and I put on two stone in two months. So this actually relates, I guess, with your work. Because the biggest blessing that ever happened to me was putting on two stone in two months. Because I could hide everything else. I could hide taking a load of coke. I could hide all the craziness with men. But I couldn't hide the rapid weight weight gain. And my dad... I came back and my parents were like, you know, they're obviously recovering addicts, so they could see something's not right here. And then my dad took me away on a health retreat to Thailand. And when I was there, he said something that really changed my life. He just said, if you focus on the insides, the outsides will take care of themselves. And that literally was the turning point. That's like one of the biggest things that I say is like what I'm doing now in my line of work. And it was a lesson even for me, but it's really interesting to hear you talk about basically how much of your backstory makes such a way for your your story now and obviously we will talk about how it relates to your health because I do really think it does and we'll talk about that a bit later but I guess is that one of the first things you look at is like someone's backstory yeah. and like what made yeah. the trigger exactly that's always where to start because you don't even realise yeah. I've had a lot of clients who are like well you know what I'm crazy in my love life now, but I had quite a stable, happy upbringing. And it's not to say, must, let's dig for some awful thing that happened. No. Because it can be something really subtle that affects your attachment style. Yeah. What are the normal things you see that... Well, often, like, a good example. So, Joey in the inner fix, she grew up, you know, she had a really loving family, really stable family life, but her parents worked really, really hard. And so she had a lot of nannies. So these nannies became like big sister figures to her. And then when they left, because obviously that's going to eventually happen, it was really traumatic for her as a little Mm. girl. You know, it doesn't sound like a big drama. It almost sounds like quite a middle-class problem. But actually, if someone's become very close to you and then they just disappear... Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I have? A lot of au pairs my whole life. Yeah. And you're just people leaving you all the time. You don't think that. I guess even then, like, you've just told me something that's made me think about my past, made me trigger a lot of things. And I think... What other reasons are there that you normally see? Like, would you say that it's always to do with someone's past? A big past, one, or? there's always something in the past. It usually goes back to how early. Now, there's always something in childhood yeah. that will have had an influence. But usually, you know, a big one is divorce. Yeah. Of course it is. So, you know, for some kids, they watch their parents go through a horrific yeah. divorce. And of course, you know, that's your model for relationships. Yeah. So of course, that's going to influence you. But having said that, I've had other clients whose parents maybe they divorced a bit later and they, they did it in, a, in as healthy a way as well. They consciously uncoupled. Yeah. So it wasn't as traumatic, but of course that's going to have yeah. an influence on you. But I'd say that they are the big things. If you've grown up around any sort of dysfunction in yeah. your family life, and another thing actually is if you're at school and you're bullied. Because yeah. what does that say to you? It says that you're not good enough, mm. you're kind of going to be rejected. So that will have an impact on how you meet romantic relationships. Yeah. Well. I think that, I mean, for me as well, like I've had a string of relationships with guys and they all are the same, you know, exactly the same person if you look mm. at them. And, you know, I've done a lot of work looking back at my life. And obviously I think the biggest thing is, is that my father passed away before mm. I was born. So I yeah. was actually born into this world with no dad. And mm. as much as I looked at my friends and I saw parents being divorced you know one of my friends her parents got divorced at 16 I think that's a really tough age because she was like old enough to kind of be sassy about it rather than young enough to where it's kind of like you know you might take it in but she just it broke her I saw friends whose parents weren't married and they were just rowing all the time or you know and I guess I kind of thought I'm living in this like blissful life me my mum my sister my mum consciously chose never to bring any other guys into the household 
But actually, it's almost like not having that present. Yeah. What I crave from guys now mm. is a very, very intense thing. You know, I wanted all my boyfriends to be my dad, and they were just a little yeah. bit like, dude, like, I can't protect you and do this yeah. and do that. So, in what way did that? So, be a bit more specific. Just, I'm fascinated. Like, what did you want them to do? When I was really young, I always went for older guys because I loved it that they drove me around in their yeah. car. So silly. Yeah, I, no, love, cool. I loved that they had a car and they drove me around in that. I remember my ex-boyfriend, like my most recent, well, still most recent, it was a long time ago, but probably my most attached relationship I yeah. thought was maybe the one. I loved it when he did things like walk over to me and kiss me on my forehead. Mm. I loved it when he said things like, I'm really proud of you. And mm. I think at the time I was totally unaware and it's definitely only now in the last year or so that I've really done a lot of self-work on the fact that I lost and actually never got to grieve or lose. I thought I was totally fine and there was no issue. And link that to my relationships because there was a lot of cheating. Every single boyfriend I've ever been with has cheated on me and a lot of lying and a lot of me being really like quite needy and probably driving them to cheat on me especially after the first one it was then the second one I went into the relationship being like well he did you're gonna yeah. but it was more about the self esteem and yeah. that lack and not yeah. having someone and there's nothing my mum told me how beautiful I was every mm-hmm. day I think looking at the past is something that almost as scary as well for someone to kind of delve into I didn't mm-hmm. want to open up that can of yeah. worms so what do you say to, yeah, what you say to someone that's like wanting to like maybe go there but not yeah. Not and that's sure. why I think it's so important to have the right support around you. Yeah. And, you know, I've done eight years of work of this stuff and I have had really great support and mentors and coaches mm-hmm. because you need that. Because if you're going to open that Pandora's box, you need someone to be yeah. like that. And sometimes I think, you know, you can read a book, which is incredible, and you get a lot of insight. But if you're not then putting it into practice, practice. necessarily, mm-hmm. that's why I think, you know, the difference is, is having, you know, there's a lot of different resources but I think when you come to that place where you think, I am ready to look at this stuff, it's going to be scary. It's yeah. going to be scary. You're going to be out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And that's where all the great stuff is. But I think everyone can look back and go, God, there was that year that was mental. Yeah. That was a, 2010 was the year that I nearly died many times yeah. over. Like, I God, seriously yeah. was in dramatic situations. Yeah, yeah, self-destruction. And I was, for me, you know, I drank and I did drugs, but it was all about relationships. Yeah. Anything with that was all about relationships. So I'd get in really dangerous situations. But there were situations or like opportunities that came up that I could have changed or turned it around. Yeah. You know, that there were like someone would say something and I kind of heard it, but then I didn't hear it. I wasn't ready. The day before I went on that Thailand trip, I was lying hangover, of course, <laughs> in my friend's bed. And I just looked over to the shelf and there was this book. And I don't know what it was, but something in me drew me over. Drew me over to this book. And the title said, Women Who Love Too Much. And I was like, oh, gosh, that sounds so naff. I can't bear it. And yet still, I I found myself picking it up, opening it randomly. And my eyes went straight to this sentence. And it was something like, daughters of drug addicts tend to inherit a predisposition to dysfunctional relationships with men. I was like, oh, oh my God. And then everything in that section was relevant. And my friend said... I'll take it with you. You know, I'm not going to read it. Take it with you. It was the timing thing. I was going away for two weeks. There'll be no booze, no drugs, no men. Perfect. You know, so I was just going to be doing yoga and meditate. So it was the thing of like, I was ready. I was ready to hear it and I was ready to look at it. And I wasn't ready one second before I did. I had to really hit rock bottom. So what happened then? So you hit rock bottom and you went through all this process. What was the kind of the initial starting point for you to start? stepping stones into getting yourself into a better place so it really was going on that health retreat and reading that book I mean 
Women Who Love Too Much by Robin Nor- Norwood. Honestly, life-changing, incredible mm. book. I've recommended it to so many people and it's changed their lives. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's brilliant. I came back from that holiday and I was just like, mission, heal Persia. Like, yeah. I am sorting my shit out. And I really had this crazy idea that I'm going to be fixed in one month. Yeah. No, it's not no. how it works. There's no such thing as a quick fix. You can massively... It's not in any, any not. I think you can make smart decisions. The same in business and anything. Yeah. I think there are things you can do. Like, there are things I could have done which I didn't have to have all of those years yeah. of hell. I could have done it certain things faster. But at the same time, the process takes time. Yeah. So, you know, I came back. I got in a relationship with someone who I'd actually known for a long time. Now, this was actually a big turning point for me because I believe... This is the fundamental crux of what my work is about, is I believe that we attract the people and situations and relationships that are going to give us the maximum opportunity for growth and healing. So sometimes that's going to be a hard situation that you need to go through. So I had a one-year relationship with this guy who'd actually been out of rehab for six months, and he was my mirror. And it was the opportunity to really look at all of the stuff of my parents growing up, because he was an addict, so I had to look at that stuff because it was in front of me. And also, he cheated on me, which I never had before. I cheated on every boyfriend, and so it was like... He was you. Oh, it was so painful. It was so painful. I can't... And he's like the main character in the inner Yeah. And it's really random. Now him and my boyfriend are like best friends. Like, my boyfriend, they, they get on so well. They're very wow. similar, but Joe is a version that is more compatible, yeah. I'd say. Amazing. Yeah, so that kind of happened. And then that just, you know, spurred on more healing. And that's when, after we broke up, I trained as a life coach. I started Addicted Daughter. And it's just kind of carried on since then. It's quite interesting. You say a lot of people have said you kind of attract what you are. Yes. And like I'm a big believer anyway of people come into your life and everyone is a lesson. And I've now started saying like if someone pisses me off, I'm like, okay, what was the lesson there? Yeah. And like, you know, I found myself in situations where maybe I've liked someone and was like, why do I like this person? Yeah. Where has this come from? And then actually I've gone, I've chosen to see that that lesson was oh, welcome, you have a heart, remember, you yeah. have, you know, like, yeah. or you needed to learn that he wasn't what you needed, or yeah. you needed, like, like, when you kind of see that, yeah. it, it changes everything, but obviously we've looked at, like, what the past is, and that having a big part to play, why do you think it's so hard these days for, like, modern millennials to really grasp the dating game if they're single, obviously I know a lot of people that are in yeah. relationships, but what do you think the biggest issue is, maybe taking away their past, what other factors? Okay, really so the social it? factors, yeah. now this is fascinating, so I write for eHarmony, mm-hmm. which is one of the more, I guess, soulful yeah. relationship sort of sites, but what's happened, in the same way as social media, we've forgotten what humanity and life is actually yeah. about. In this desperate bid to become more connected, you know, we're now technically more connected than ever, yeah. but we are less emotionally and spiritually connected. Yeah. And it is massively affecting us. So this is what I say to my clients. A lot of them come to me addicted to dating apps, obsessed with Tinder. They have this fear that I'm going to miss out, I'm going to miss out, yeah. I'm going to miss out. And I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. I promise you, no, you're not. But the thing is, What's meant for you will never miss you. And what misses you wasn't meant for you. And that's so helpful to remember. And all of these apps, I really believe that it's not apps aren't bad, you know, Tinder isn't bad. It's the intention that you bring to it. So if you literally are going on for a bit of fun, fine. Okay, we know what Tinder is about. We know that it's basically a hooking up app. Of course there is the exception to the rule. And we're like, oh, but my friends, 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 auntie, sisters, brothers dog got in a relationship and met the love of their life I'm like yes but that is the exception come yeah. on if we look statistically yeah. so I say to clients I'm like okay you, I'm not going to tell you what to do if you want to go on it go on it but really the main problem is 
that actually we all think that we want relationships, we think that is what we want, and yet the thing that we're most scared of is commitment and yeah. intimacy, really. Mm -hmm. Because when you're faced with it, when clients get, you know, have an amazing guy that turns up and they go, you know, they're available, I want to be with you, they're like, oh, he's boring. Yeah, so well, I mean, I'm the oh my queen God. of finding something wrong with someone. Exactly, always, you will yeah. find a reason because, because you're subconscious, yeah. you think, oh no, but I want a relationship. Yeah. But when it's there, your subconscious is terrified because it's, and so is the ego. It's like, oh my God, this is an opportunity to really look at stuff. Yeah. Commitment is terrifying, especially in the world today where, you know, we've lost all sense of patience. We don't wait around for everything. Everything's about, so I call it the McDonald's culture, like instant gratification. Yeah. Again, the clients are like, I want a relationship and I want it now. It's like, but are you really ready for that? Actually, yeah, if you're you? obsessed yeah. with Tinder, something in me tells me you're not ready. See, this is I was going to touch on the on the dating apps. Yeah. So I believe, and it's taken me a long time. I've done the dating apps. I've kind of been through every stage of the dating game, like not talking to anyone, eyes, yeah. tunnel vision, going out and having loads of fun and kind of being the wrong end of the way. And someone yeah. said to me, like, if you want to attract a husband, then you need to stop acting like a slut. Like, <laughs> What were you doing? Well, I just, like, I had two years of a really messy breakup. I yeah. was so low in self-esteem. My anxiety was at all-time low. And I had no confidence. So I'd go out on a night out, and I'd literally have do not talk to me written all over my head, right. which everyone else told me. I didn't realise. Yeah. And they were like, you know, what's going on? And I was like, I'd never get anyone. No one ever gives me attention. Like, I must be ugly. And it just yeah. spiralled even more out yeah. of control. And then actually it's Tessa, my lovely Tessa, who kind of taught me that you can have anyone you want if yeah. you are confident enough. Yeah. Not in an arrogant way, but in a like, I, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then we just, yeah, like I had a couple of years of like, you know, doing what I needed to do. Yeah. Almost being getting out of the system. Getting out of the system. <laughs> I've been in relationship after relationship after relationship. But yeah. I think I needed that time. And then I chose last year to actually like really quieten down and focus on me and actually went on less dates, came off all the apps. And kind of just focused on, you know what, when I'm meant to meet someone, I will. But right now, I'm not, like, I'm just not in a good place to attract anyone or would I be, make a good partner. But with the dating apps, I think there's two things here. So, A, I feel like, what are your thoughts on, there's almost so much choice yeah. out there now. So yeah. I've noticed with a lot of guys or a lot of girls, you know, they're like, yeah, he's great, but this guy's also really yeah, good Yeah, grass too. is always greener. Yeah. And you know what, the grass always will be greener. I love, my sister always says this quote that I love, she says, the grass is greenest where you water it. Yeah. You know? So it's investing in where you are. Yeah. And this is why, like, I don't know how anyone can possibly do relationships in the modern day with everything, with the crazy... I don't know how anyone does life if they don't have some sort of spiritual look, whatever that means. Yeah, That's exactly. different for everyone. Some sort of connection. You know, meditation has saved my life. Yeah. And journaling, like, really simple things. Yeah. Self-care, like, I didn't look after myself. I didn't realise that. No. You know, I didn't look after myself. I had no sense of self-respect, no boundaries. That's another yeah. thing. So, look, my advice about dating apps is, like, you've just got to be honest with yourself. If they make you feel insane, get off them. Yeah. They are not serving yeah. you because it's not attractive when you're in that energy. Yeah. And if you're sat glued to your phone three hours a day scrolling through dating apps, you are missing Such life. a waste of life. You're well, missing then, life. But then on the flip side, you know, my friends are like, come on, Bex, we need to go out. We need to be in an environment where we might meet someone. We need to go for drinks. We need to go to the pub. And I'm like, oh, I'm so over that as well. Like, mm. I guess it's really tough now to meet people, it's always through friends of friends. Yeah. You, but then I say, well, you could just be walking down the street and you would bump into the right person if you're meant to bump into yeah. them. So I guess, what advice would you give to someone who's kind of looking to cut out the crap and get off the dating apps but still hopefully attract 
their partner. And this isn't my working on themselves, so just like in general, what would advice would you uh-huh. I was going to say, there's two ways to approach yeah. this. Like, okay, they don't want to work with themselves. Yeah. So look, it's very easy, actually. I never had a problem attracting guys. I don't actually think it's that difficult. It yeah. depends what your intention is, because do you just want to fling? Do you want to hook up? That's easy. Do you want a committed, soulful, lasting relationship? Yeah. And that's what I help people get. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but there's no shortcut. So if someone's like, okay, I've done a lot of work on myself, then again, it comes back to the thing of like trusting and mm-hmm. handing it over and surrendering. Like, do you know the reason I met my boyfriend? I learned the biggest lesson ever. Like I went to a festival. If you, if you want to know a very good tip, go to festivals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Festivals are great. I met my yeah. boyfriend at festivals. But having said that, I'd been to the same festival the year before. And I had been in a really anxious, desperate energy. I was looking around to hook up with a guy. And because I was in that energy, of course, nothing happened. So there was not a shortage of fit single guys there. There really weren't. But we were not, like, the the energy was just completely off. The year after, I went, you know what? I am not coming here looking for a guy. I'm coming here with my friends to have fun. And I'm just going to surrender and let the festival take me wherever it wants to take me. And that was life-changing. And, of course, what happened? The moment, for the first time in my life, I remember being in this rave in the festival and, you know, everyone is gorgeous, glitter everywhere, there's acrobatic mermaids doing somersaults above your head. It's incredible. And I just had this moment when I I was like, you know what? I'm here for me. Like, I don't care. I just danced. I was having so much fun. And I felt really actually spiritually connected. Yeah. And in that moment, I literally felt this voice inside me say, turn around. Wow. And I turned around and there he was. And it was, I mean, that was it. And this is your, your partner? This is my way. partner and a lot of love coaching. And it was because it happened the minute I was genuinely let it go. go. You can't force that. Like, I had pretended <laughs> for so many times yeah. before that I genuinely let, oh yeah, I'm not looking for anyone. <laughs> I'm looking, looking around. Looking around. Looking yeah. around. So it, again, that was a process. And I just got to the point where I was done. I was yeah. like, I can't control this. Like, it's actually like, what a relief that you're powerless over it. What a relief. And like, there's nothing I can do. Like, I cannot force the love of my life to turn up. Yeah. Look, there are 7 billion people on this planet. Like, there's plenty of people that could be the love of your life and you could have an amazing relationship with. And I always say to clients, it's like, look, if I was going to tell you that in exactly one year's time, you're going to meet the love of your life, okay? And it's going to be great. Yeah. How would you live that year from yeah. now until then? And I guarantee, you know, most people aren't like, well, I'll sleep around with everyone. They're like, I'll just go out and have fun. And the anxiety goes, and I'll enjoy myself, and I'll just yeah. be present. Yeah. And guess what? When you're in that energy, people turn up. That's really Because that's what you're yeah. drawn to. So you obviously do a lot of one-to-one coaching with people. Yeah. What does homework look like? Oh, my God. I mean, there's so many different, so many sort of practical exercises, a lot of journaling, a lot of, like, I'll ask you know, five different questions and they need to go and look back over their life and, and kind of there's blooming charts and tables yeah. and I get them to get a journal. And so by the end of our time together, they have this like entire book's worth of stuff that they didn't know about themselves. So yeah. they get to know themselves. Yeah. And do you know what? Once you know yourself, that is a more attractive thing to a partner as well because you can actually share something. And really a lot of it is about being vulnerable. Like I, I talk to clients a lot about like, show who you really are mm. because that is what people fall in love with. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And another thing, you know, they, I get them to do a lot of things every day. So they do daily meditation, they do daily gratitude lists, daily journaling practice. Every week and every module is slightly different, but it's really ingraining those habits those habitual things so that you're starting to respect yourself and take care of yourself because if you don't respect yourself how on earth can you expect someone else to respect you i want to get on to dating because i feel like there's not really a date culture anymore it's very tough yeah well i can probably tell me but i haven't been on a date i mean do you know what i 
feel like I've only actually been on a few dates that felt like dates and they felt yeah. I was terrified and they felt really contrived yeah. because actually in the period before between my last relationship and Joe everything else was like I'd meet a guy a friend of a friend and then we just hang out and it didn't feel like mm. a date if that makes sense and with Joe you know our first date essentially was 72 hours at a festival yeah. and then we hung out a lot for two weeks before he went off to Bali for six weeks with his guy friends and so it didn't feel like we went on a date yeah. there's something about that that bums me out a little yeah. bit it's just it feels very contrived and I did do it and I'm glad that I did it yeah. but again like I just think like it whilst the culture has changed we are still human beings yeah. you know we need to have sex and pair up in order to propagate the species we know how to do this it is our minds because of what is going on that are tricking us and thinking that we don't yeah. like do you know what i mean yeah. that's why i'm like get out of your head get out yeah. of, not literally get out of your head yeah. get <laughs> but but your mind is the thing that will a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It lead you down the garden path, and that's why meditation is so important. How does someone meditate to attract a partner? And obviously, like, I think the whole meditation world is another world, yeah. and it's... I get daily messages like how do I do it what do I get into and I've actually done yours before mm-hmm. I remember doing it like every day for a month and it was uh, the one that was like attractive partner yeah. so what does that look like so they can sign up to your site yeah they can sign up and they actually I've turned it into a whole free guide for them okay. that it basically explains the importance of meditation and what it does because I know without a shadow of doubt that's the reason yeah. that it attracted me to Joe because I was like oh it's so irrelevant mm, it's not going to help me who cares about feeling calmer yeah. until you have such bad anxiety you're yeah. like okay <laughs> yeah. so it does it helps you feel less anxiety but even more important than that is it helps you connect your intuition now remember my intuition is why I met Joe because I felt something that said turn around yeah, now true. like if this doesn't just happen for me I've seen this time and time again with clients I've worked with or even friends of mine now how many times before have I had that gut thing that says turn around or go there or don't go there and I ignored it because yeah. I didn't have a strong enough connection because yeah. I know that some people don't see the value in meditation that for me was the game changer when I understood that it's like mm-hmm. when you have a stronger relationship with yourself connection with yourself then you're in alignment to attract to in to attract. that relationship yeah. So you've got a guided meditation on your site that people yes. can listen to. You actually tell them what to do. Oh, yeah. Meditation. So the, the guide that comes along with it 
will explain exactly what they need to do. So it's really, really simple. And they can also access some free meditations at addictivedaughter.com. Okay. Or actually theinnerfix.com, sorry, which has got all it's the really meditations good. from I think, I think that is one of the biggest questions I get asked, and it is definitely something we want to bring to the platform more is how to meditate, yeah. guided meditations. Just It's more as you can be whatever you want it to be as long as there's some quiet. And I, yeah. I've got myself into situations where, you know, I got back from Australia and I was relaxed and rested. Yeah. So I was so in tune with myself. I hadn't yes. drunk that much. Yeah. Everything in life, I looked at it completely differently. And three months in London, I said to myself this morning, I was like, you're so out of alignment. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I am in tune with me yeah. whatsoever and I'm tripping over things and then trains are late and it kind yeah. of is all falling into place yeah. I think the same thing with relationships is that it is a minefield like yeah. if you were to give someone literally now off the top of your head and I know there's just so many different ways you can go with this but five tips as to like what they can take away from this as to how to best attract a soulmate okay five tips and they can be like what do they need to be doing themselves they need to be getting out there being in environments or the first thing I would say is do the meditation. Yeah. It will change your life. Okay. okay, so you can go to puzzles.com to get that meditation. So that's developing that connection with yourself. Yeah. The second thing is to be journaling. So you start to see what is going on inside of you because that's how you start to witness the patterns. Yeah. So, for example, you don't realise the string of like people that you're attracting that actually there's so many similarities if you're not actually writing it down and seeing like oh yeah that guy actually mm-hmm. is really like that guy and you're not working through the emotional yeah. process so meditation journaling so key another thing i would say would be oh my god start enjoying where you are yeah look it's good to have goals and we'll get onto that in a second mm-hmm. but start enjoying where you are because if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing better than most of the people yeah, in this world. Yeah. If you're single, whatever's going on, I know you, you could be in pain, like there's all sorts of variables. But we are incredibly privileged and I think we forget that. Mm. So, you know, it comes back to gratitude. What do I have to enjoy in my life today? Yeah. What am I excited about for tomorrow? Like the really simple things. Sometimes I'm like, just sit down, make a really nice cup of coffee, read Grazia, and I'm like, this is what life this is about. Life, yeah. Look, it doesn't have to be these huge things because no. people are attracted to people who are content and who are enjoying their life instead of they're constantly looking for the next thing, the yeah. next thing, the next thing. Because look, no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. No one knows. You know, it is a cliche, but it's like, we've got this moment. We've yeah. really got this moment. So that's it. Invest in where you are today because people are going to be much more attracted to someone who's happy and enjoying yeah. their life. The next one is, oh my God, surrender. Surrender. You are powerless over how and when you're going to meet the love of your life. Because look, how how are we trying? Oh my God. Do you know what? Like, look, I've definitely orchestrated and manipulated her cups. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Yeah, we're getting this. Yeah. It's not, there's a lot of state and stuff out there that's like five text messages to send to make him obsessed. And it's like, look, yeah, they work. But what do you want? Yeah, do you want someone so who's going to short-term be obsessed with you? No, I don't want that. I got to a point where I was like, I want a proper, intimate, soulful mm-hmm. relationship. I want a mature relationship. And that is not going to come from manipulating someone with a few bloody text messages. Yeah, that is a so load of rubbish. True. Saying what do you want, I think, even to yourself, is such a key thing. Yes. Because I've had conversations recently where I've been calling my friends and I'm like, he's just really pissed me off. How do I reply to this? And they're like, the fact that you're even pissed off yeah. says it all. Yeah. Let go. And I'm like, yeah. And it is, and also the journaling thing as well, I think, for those of you that don't know, journaling is literally just writing down, like, how you're feeling, what you're doing, and it wasn't until I was writing, and I can't remember what I was writing about, and I started writing about all my exes, and one by one, I think I was just journaling about 
baby bumping into one of my exes that day. And I started writing about all of them. And it wasn't until I wrote about all of them that I saw the pattern yes. in all of them. Yes. And that they were all the same. And that actually each one I grew as a person. And each one was an individual lesson yeah. to what I want now. But actually, you kind of touched on goals as well. Is it okay to say, like, this is like, I have things now where I'm like, okay, this is non-negotiable in terms of, you know, he has to support what I do for work. Yes. He has to support that I meditate. He doesn't yeah. have to meditate, yeah. but he can't take the piss out of it. Yeah. Or like he can on like a jokey level. Yeah. Are they good things to put in place? Yeah. Or not? Because I think just, are you then yeah. creating a, he no. has to be this? No, I, I think it's important what you're putting on there. So if you're like, he's got to be tall, dark, like I'd actually say, forget about what they look like. Yeah. Say, put it in terms of gratitude. Say, thank you that he, she, whatever. I'm really attracted to them. Okay. Do you mean it's freeing and it's mm-hmm. open? Mm-hmm. Because what you may be attracted to, I may not like. It's, it's different for everyone. Yeah. So it's about you, you know, and what's important to you. So forget about these. Like uh, they've got to be this job and that. You yeah. know, no. Like for me, it was kindness, generosity, yeah. fun, adventurous things that were really like I couldn't be with someone who wasn't an adventurer. Like my dad is the biggest like adventurer. I know. Yeah. I always was gonna need to be with someone like that. And all my baby boyfriends have been very adventurous. And that yeah. was that was my favorite part. And I was like, I'm not gonna lose that because it's yeah. so important to me. Yeah. But again, that might not be the, the same for everyone. So get clear on what your non-negotiables are, but make them about the inequalities. Yeah. You know, so I went down the road of doing the inequalities, and then found myself being like, well, I need an older guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. For an older guy. Yeah, yeah. Out of that, you yeah. don't know. This yeah. is it. Like, you don't know. You can say someone who's got their shit together. Yeah, that's fair That's enough. But you know what? There might be a 25-year-old who's got that. You just, yeah. Joe's two and a half years younger than me. Yeah. And I've got to say, oh, he's got to be older. And then it's like, look, you just don't know. There's so many people out there. Don't limit yourself yeah. like that. Go for the inequalities. That's so important. Yeah. My uh, friend, and if you're listening, I love you to death, but um, she went on, we told her she needed to write a book called Confessions of a Tinderholic. I mean, the girl was going on two or three dates a week. Wow. And with every date, she was writing down what happened. Oh, that is a book. I'd read it. I know, right? <laughs> like, and obviously, I was she was like you need to get yourself on dates and I was like so bad at the dating scene and we were all just living through her yeah. dates and she was so great at them she was so kind of unemotionally attached yeah. when she was going to them and she was almost going to get like the next story <laughs> but, um, we were like what happened at the back of that is that she wrote down everything that she wanted in a guy and, yeah. and she was like they have to work in an office they need a 9 to 5 job which needs to be some sort of like suit job like she created this guy and I was like wow you need to get rid of all of that because you're never and she finally now is at the point where she's like I can't believe I did that because I was just looking for this that, to the point of he had to have a job that was a non-self-employed yeah. job it was a yeah. 9 to 5 office job and I was like where have you even but got see, that but see this from? is how people resist love yeah this is, we don't realise all these traps we put under ourselves you know the best advice I got here which kind of links to this surrender it or let it go and it actually was when I was an actress so I, can't, I had a director I think it was who said to me do the work and then leave it in the wings so you Lovely. do all the prep, yeah. you know, the, the equivalent of doing work with me. Like, you've got to do all the work. I don't think that there's a shortcut for most of us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, each to their own. But I, from what I've seen, like, if, if, particularly if you know you've got issues and struggles around romance and relationships have been a big problem for you, yeah. you've got to look at it. Like, do you know what I mean? If you hurt your leg, if you broke your leg, you need it to heal. So why yeah. wouldn't you need your love life yeah. to heal? And people also, like... How can you expect to have a healthy body if you don't invest in it with good food and do some exercise? So it's the same as anything. That's how I see relationships. 
But it was, it's also that thing, and I had to do that with, before I met Joe. Like, I did all this work, yeah. but then when I was at the festival, you he was not what I imagined, but I just yeah. let it go. Go with the flow and see what happens. Because you know what? Most of the clients who get in relationships after working with me, they are so surprised. They're like, oh, this is not, it's not how oh, I expected it to look. Yeah. Also, not all how I expected it to look, but how I expected them to be. Yes. I hear that more and more and more and more. Like, everyone I know, that's, a lot of my friends have actually been with their boyfriends since school so I guess it's yeah. very different but the ones that have just like found someone there's always a coincidence yes there's always a that wasn't what I was expecting yeah. like you know my friend Tessa talking about you again Tess love you but you know she'd been dating her boyfriend but he wasn't the sort of guy that she would go for yeah for years she only dated a certain type of guy and then they went on a few dates it just didn't really kind of go anywhere and then two years later we were having dinner and she was actually helping me because I was really upset about a guy who had just like been a classic guy, yeah. not text me back about something. And she literally went to me, I'm ready. I'm so done with all these dickheads and going for this like classic look. I'm ready now to attract someone that's actually here for the right reasons. And then two seconds later, she turned around, she was like, oh my God, there's Adam. And I was like, who's Adam? And she was like, I used to date him, but like, I never, he was just such a nice guy. And like, oh my God, oh my God. And that's it. Game, like, game over. With yeah, yeah Gage getting married in like wow. three months time. And, I always say to them, whenever I'm with them, I'm like, thank you. Thank you for teaching me that yeah. that happens. Yeah, like, yeah. And I haven't been a cynic for a long time about relationships. And like, you asked me four years ago, and I'd be like, every man cheats, so you might as well just go with yeah. anyone because they're all going to cheat on you. And I, you know, I've, I've definitely come out of that. But I do think, like, you're, the things that you're saying, it's very much about coincidence, like yeah. letting it go. Did we touch on your fifth point? I don't think we did. My fifth point? No, but I have got one. Yeah. <laughs> go on. So actually, this is something my friend Mel Wells said, and I'm totally nicking it from her. It was so good. She said, boys that cause you anxiety are not your future husband. So that is such a good like thing game over to remember. Done. Let go. Just let it go. Like, if you're sitting there having to overanalyze texts, just done. It's done. Yeah. And again, look, people always cling to the one exception out of the thousands. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like that book, he's just not there to you. Like, yeah. oh yeah, but that one time, this one time, I'm like, don't be an umpty, yeah, okay? Like, yeah. come on. It's not to say in dating relationships, you're not going to have problems. Of course you are. But the difference is, okay, between me and Joe, and again, couples that I've seen who stick together, who have a healthy, great relationship, is whilst there might be problems that come up that they work through, like, I don't have this anxiety. Like, I know that it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that we're there. I know that we're going to work through it. And that means I can be present and available in all aspects oh, yeah. of my life. That's because when yeah. I was in a bad place, I anxious. I was a bad friend. Yeah. I was a bad in my work. I wasn't giving anything because I was so addicted and obsessed with like mm. some guy who was just ghosting me and not, like, well, it wasn't worth my time. Like, why yeah. was I doing that? So again, this comes back to the other point about like fully invest in your life, in your present. Like the guy should, or girl, whatever, should be the cherry on top. They should not yeah. be the foundations yeah. of your life. Like you need to have a full, vibrant life already. And another thing I love is this idea of you need to become the person who's already in that relationship. So if I was in that relationship, if I had that person here, what would my life look like? And just be that, step into that. Because that's what I look at is now I'm like, Joe, my relationship's great, but you know what? I was doing all this stuff before as well. So how do you step into that though if you're just in this like, bad mindset like okay take the breakup for example I, I absolutely always say I had a very messy breakup and I say to everyone that is exactly why and I thank him now we're good friends yeah you are why I am where I am today because yeah. you gave me so much to be ill about <laughs> yes that I wanted yeah. to crave to be well and yeah. this leads on to obviously you say you put loads of weight on and I yeah. do want to touch about it because I do think not enough is said in the industry about actually your relationship with yourself and what you've been through with other people must 
really like make the way for your relationship with yourself which then leads to your health and your wellness yes. and I think like you say if someone is in that bad space you know just had a really shitty time with guys they've got no self-confidence or even if it's got nothing to do with guys they've got no self-confidence yeah. they're sad they're depressed they don't think that they are going to attract anyone how do you just change your mind and go right do you know what I'm going to be all of those like what are the steps so you do you write down the things that you want to be and then try and be them or what well, I think steps? so I think the key is that if you're in that place it's the problem a lot of people including myself back in the day they're miserable and they don't like feeling miserable so they go I need someone to yeah, you know you yeah. want someone else to distract you that's what it is avoiding it yeah. if you're in a terrible place Dating is the last thing. Yeah. I would say to people, do not date unless you're feeling amazing. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to be coming from a desperate, clingy place. Yeah, so, you feel like crap when you come away from that date and he doesn't text you. Yeah. And he doesn't... But then, yeah. but then if you're in a good place and you're... And do you know how I know you're in a good place? Because you're in that place where you go, you know what? What will be will be. If it's meant to be, it'll be. If not, something better will come along. Yeah. That's how you know you're ready to date. Yeah. Because you can be detached from it and still present. It doesn't mean you're never going to get a bit upset. You trust... And that comes back to yeah. connecting with your intuition. You trust. There's a sense of, like, a spiritual connection that life is all good. Like, I don't need to stress about this. It's out of my control to a large degree. So if you're in a bad place, you forget about dating and you come back to work. I mean, that's what why clients come to me. Yeah. It's like, you just need to forget about dating. You need to look at what is going on for you. Yeah. And that's why, look, if I'm honest, I think you can do so much by yourself. If you're really like, I need to sort myself out. You need the support of someone. I mean, yeah, that's no. you know, that, I can never say that because that's what I've done, and that's what I will continue to do. Because yeah. I feel very good in my relationships at the moment. I still, you know, see have mentors and work through that. But there's other areas of my life that I'm like, right, I really want to grow in this, and I'm done with messing about. Yeah. I've tried to do it on my own, particularly around business. Like I was an actress, I was a creative. I didn't know anything about yeah. business. How on earth could I expect to just know it and to do well? Like no wonder I was struggling. And now mm. I've got mentors and coaches guess what I'm getting results a lot faster I think there's got to be a kind of more around people and it's not just love and relationships but like saying it's okay to get help and you don't you can't just face it all yourself. you're like the female version of Hitch I just really, I love you that. are do you know what's like really funny doctor. date doctor do you, oh, do you know what when I was <laughs> travelling in Bali I was at this co-working space and they kept calling me the love doctor yeah. I loved it honestly it's so amazing what we're doing because the beauty of it is that I am someone that I would like to think has maybe gone like maybe four or five steps in. Yes. So I feel like I've done the work. There's people that are very much at the beginning and I was that girl. And I I believe you. Like for me, guys that are listening, girls that are listening, like I can be a testament to the fact that once you work on yourself and you go, okay, I'm going to be present in the now and you kind of get rid of all your like, everything you're saying, yeah. it absolutely works. Yeah. I feel like I've done that. And then yeah. I'm very much probably in the last two modules if I was doing a yeah. course now of like maybe recently I found myself not too long ago in a situation again with a guy and I was a little bit like three months ago I probably would have been like oh, it's not replied to me yeah I found myself getting a little bit letting the ego in and being a little bit like oh my god what's he playing at why are we playing this game what's going on what's going on and then I found myself go Becky this isn't meant to be. If yeah. it's meant to be, this you wouldn't be like you say. Yeah. You wouldn't be stressing about whether he's texted you yeah. back or thinking why doesn't he want to see you or like does yeah. he want to see you. You wouldn't be questioning yeah. it yes. at all. So yeah. when you say that, I can literally hands like obviously say from someone that's in that position. I actually then went to myself, enough is enough. And it was so funny, the moment I said that to myself, and I'd spoken to the girls, a few of them, and they were like, Oh, Bex, do you know what? You're right. I think you just need to let go of that one. Yeah. 
I didn't give it a second thought for like literally one of the girls said it to me a week later and she was like so like how's things with that situation have you spoken to them and I was like I actually haven't thought about it all week because I literally said to myself this isn't meant to be or if it's meant to be it will work itself out but obviously like you say there are issues is it always plain sailing when it's meant to be or you know what quickly I just have to say you are very different I mean I keep forgetting that I've been away for six months yeah like you are very different to when did we see I know electric yeah 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 like you you can see that I can see that you've moved forward because you're committed to healing yeah. and growing and that's the thing like you really notice that with people when you haven't seen them for a while and I see it with other people who yeah. do know they don't invest in themselves yeah. at all and I've come back and I've been like oh god they've got worse yeah I've said to so many people recently if you're stuck go travelling yeah it's the only time you ever get to like get downtime and I got to Australia and I had a really bad relationship with myself and I didn't I, it like came out of nowhere I thought yeah. I'd done all this self work and I was like whoa I'm in a really bad place. I hate myself again. Why? Yeah. And I chose to see that as a lesson to know what my practice was again as a coach. Yes. I needed to come back and remember how it felt to be yeah. a girl that hated her body yeah. so much so that, so that I could help them. Yes. And I guess, like, relationships now are very much the last... have kind of come out of my mind. Not yeah. that I don't want it. Yeah. But what's happened is I came back from this place and I was in such a happy place and I knew what I wanted to do and I stopped focusing on all of that and bettering myself that... I did find people coming up to me like you look amazing like they were drawn to me yeah like and yeah. not relationships necessarily yeah. guys just energetically just energetically yeah. people were becoming drawn to me so I'm like really resonating with everything you're saying and yeah. I guess everyone listening like I urge you to like take these steps because I did a year ago listen to your guided meditation mm-hmm. and I sat there and I was like oh my god this is work and I visualised like what yeah. my relationship would be and I tried to attract it but that was just the beginning of my whole self journey and I kind of yeah. parked guys again yeah. for a bit yeah. just like coming away from it and I know like guys listening and you know Mel Wells is another one of our contributors on the site and I know that you very much helped mm. her yeah and I, I had a breakfast with her and we were talking and she was like dude you spoke to me about your ex within five seconds why are you talking about him mm. and she then started helping me with all the things that you mm. well, so guys like, I know that Persia is just like not singing your praises but I am I'll like, sing them. <laughs> what we were talking about you've helped me without realizing that I've I've gone through everything you're saying and for people that are stuck in that rut of I'm never going to attract my husband or my partner yeah. or I need to go out five times a week to meet them or I need to go on a hundred dates like yeah. I believe oh my god I, don't, do you know what actually this is a really good because obviously I could be here all day talking about this but for those people who are like give me the stats because I've been there like when you're like just tell me exactly yeah. what to do I've created a free three part training yeah. series which is brilliant like I have worked so hard on this and it's called How to Heal Your Love Life and Attract a, a Healthy, Soulful, Lasting Relationship. And there's three videos and they are really detailed. They're each like around 40 minutes. Oh, amazing. Really, really detailed. Yeah. So the first one is the three qualities you must possess to attract your soulmate. The second one is four common mistakes that are destroying your chances of love and how to avoid them. Wow. That's really interesting. That's so it's like, don't do this. This yeah. is what you're doing that's jacking you in. And the third one, the reason I'm saying the third one is this step. So it's the blueprint, the seven steps to wow. getting the best relationship of your life. And that really is like, do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. It's Amazing. a process that people can actually I need to get through. on that. It's so good. Like, and I'm, is it for all levels, all people that are like coming in, coming out of relationships? To be honest, anyone... Like, because obviously I'm writing this and I'm in a relationship yeah. and I still want to learn and grow. So even if you're in a relationship, there's so much in there that is still relevant and useful. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to get the relationship and then that's it. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. As anyone who's in a relationship will tell you, like, then it's just a whole new module of life yeah. that starts a yeah. whole new module yeah. of work that you have to do. 
you're just in a different place. Like it's the same as like getting married. It's not that's not the end. No. You know, there's a whole load of other amazing. stuff. Amazing. So that's on your site. So you can get that now. now. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So we'll put a link somewhere. Yeah, there'll yeah. be a link. Don't worry. I guess that answers all of the questions that I would ask you in here is they can go onto there and download those. And then so you've got your free coaching and then what's the plan for pageant for the rest of the year or what's coming up from you? So what this is the thing that I'm I feel really like we might have opened up a can of worms here. I know. Like, I want more help. I want there's more help. so much yeah. so so the look the free training series by the time you're listening to this that will be out. That is gonna give you a lot, a lot, a lot of support and strategies. For people who do that, now there's gonna be two people. There are the people who are ready to go as I say, balls deep, <laughs> who are like, right, I am ready to make 2018 the year that I yeah. I nailed this relationship. Yeah. So I do all the work and I'm releasing a, an online program, but it's, it's incredible. It's eight weeks, seven modules. There wow. is so, we cover everything you can possibly imagine. There's loads of like a kind of one-to-one time over Skype and all sorts of things like that. Amazing. It's, it's amazing. And that will be out when? Will that be out the rest so, of the year? So that will be out very soon. It will be out on the 30th of April for a limited time for 10 days. So I really want to work with people who are serious about this yeah. stuff. I want to have a good group. And that's why I'm not keeping it open because I, I want to give my very best. Because you know what? I've had such an amazing time and results working one-to-one and I absolutely love it. But it's there's only so many people that I can work with yeah, at any one absolutely. time. So that's why I was like, right, I need to... Actually, it was Mel Wells who said, you've got to turn this into a school. Uh, into like yeah. a school, yeah. Into she a has that with program. her, her goddesses, yeah. doesn't so she? That's it. So that, what's been so amazing with Mel is that she was my first official love coaching client and literally, I mean... It was incredible seeing what happened. She met the love of her life last year. Who she told me was no one like she would expect. Exactly, to exactly. And she went for all the same guys yep. as I went for. Exactly. I think actually some of them were the same. Probably were, exactly. Yeah. And and then me and my boyfriend were hanging out with her and her boyfriend in Bali. And the amazing thing is, her boyfriend Rick has actually done the filming for oh, free training and the entire programme. Wow. So it, like the synchronicity has just been incredible. And... So, yeah, Mel's done it, and her life changed from doing that program. Like, she, it's incredible how quickly this stuff works. So, I just was like, you know, she said, you've got to get this out to more people. And I saw what she was doing with her academy, and that's been the inspiration of it. Well, well, we thank you, Mel Wells. Thank you, Mel. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I feel like, I mean, we've just touched the surface. There are so many things we can talk about from things you shouldn't do on a date. But I, I feel like that's not the point of this. The point is, is to kind of understand where maybe people are going wrong. And obviously, everyone's situations are so different. Yeah. But equally from all the things you've taught me and the things I've seen of your guide and the plan and the program there really are just the fundamental steps that are kind of universal yeah they're universal to anyone in whatever situation you are in and we could have talked for hours about breakups and we didn't even talk about the wellness side of it but we did kind of touch on it and I just think it's endless and I don't know I hope that this podcast primarily really helps people think that maybe there is a connection here between your wellness journey and your relationship journey and a lot of the people that I know have issues with their wellness journey and eating disorders and body dysmorphia and don't have boyfriends or if they do it's what's ruining their relationship so I wanted this to be something that people didn't necessarily go well why are you talking about love or wellness but I do it's it's love is wellness they are so yeah I'm at my healthiest now because I've made the focus like about me and nourishing myself and that's why I have a great relationship you know coming back if there's anything you take from this I want you to take this. It's that thing my dad said to me. If you focus on the insides, 
the outsides will take care of themselves. Because I, so I know much. you talk about, you know, people can look great on the outside, oh, do loads of exercise, eat the right things, but they are miserable on the inside. Yeah. So what's the point, you know? It really is about your relationship with yourself. And I believe if you put that first, everything gets better. Your body, you'll feel mm-hmm. much healthier. Yeah. Your career, your finances, and more than anything for me, it's been my relationships. So, you know, that's the link between yeah. them. Focus on the insides, on your relationship with yourself, on looking after yourself, yeah. on respecting and loving yourself. Everything that. else follows from that. I absolutely love that quote. Genius. So that is genius. <laughs> I need to get him like quoted with a board and a Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I love you. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. And guys, all the information that you'll need will be in the podcast notes on the site. And Persia can be found at Persia Lawson on Instagram, PersiaLawson.com yep. on the web. And Persia Lawson Love Coach on Facebook. So Persia. I do lots of fun, yeah. like, you know, a good few live streams a week on all things, you know, what to say on the date, what not to say. All of those kind of little mini topics. Yeah. You Amazing. can go there. Which I'm imagining people are, like, gagging. To <laughs> I was going to ask you your dating disaster. What's, like, one of your biggest dating disasters? But I just didn't even go there. Oh, God. I've had so many that I just, I can't even, I was so wasted for them. <laughs> Don't get drunk, guys. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and lots of love. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Alternatively Healthy Wellness Podcast Series by Becky Rabin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below and don't forget to give us a lovely little rating. For more information on our podcasts, other episodes, and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk. And remember, shaping the healthiest version of you means looking purely at you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.